It's Dolchich week. It's time to throw a party. Oh my god, it's so beautiful. Uh Pat, it's pretty nice that the one benefit of Nathaniel Hackett being the stone cold dog is that he loves Greg Dolchich. That's he his only him. redeeming quality. He's been dying to play Dolchich ever since that hug. He gets his first game back. The guy's at like an 80% route rate. He's like, get out there. I love you, bud. <laughs> he's just running around catching touchdowns. He got another end zone target. He almost scored two touchdowns in his debut. What a, what a debut for Greg! It is honestly incredible. It's like the you know bad offense, tight rookie tight ends, notoriously slow starting, and this is like no way, dude. We're gonna just feed this man the ball. You, you are our offense. The offense has been so bad because they've been waiting for Greg Dulcich. Didn't want to start the party without him. God. Nathaniel Hackett, what are we going to do with him, Ben? How how oh. much longer can this possibly last? I don't know. <laughs> it's been bad. I, it's just it, to me, he like has to be number one on the hot seat right now. I mean, there's a few names up there: Ron Rivera, fucking trotting out Taylor Heineke to save his job. I don't think Hackett's going to get. I mean, you don't see a lot of first year coaches get fired. But I mean, yeah, what's the record? Because I think he might be one of the – he's a strong candidate. <laughs> he's doing his best. You got to, like, Urban Meyer it. You got to, like, get some off-field off stuff happening. You got to be caught in a bar with a girl dancing on you and then also have a report that you kicked a player. And then, like, four of those things together, then the ownership will be like, yeah, we made a mistake here. But otherwise, lost- admitting this quickly they made a mistake with the head coaching hire. They've lost three straight. They're, uh, what, two and four. They play the Jets and the Jags, and then they have a week nine bye. I think it's live that he gets fired during the bye if they lose the next two games. I think that's, that's, that's possible. Because, yeah, like, possible. a head has to roll here, right? And it's not going to be Russell Wilson's head. Like, he right. can continue to play shit, and, I mean, they're stuck with Russell Wilson. I don't think they're stuck with Nathaniel Hackett. They're not stuck with Nathaniel Hackett. No. I, yeah. And was Hackett hired to bring in Aaron Rodgers? Like, he might yes. be like, yeah, so he they might want to move on from him anyway. You know, they're like, well, that play didn't work. Four-year contract. I mean, how much? How much dead money did (laughs) did the Panthers eat when they fired a ton? He was hired for like until twenty fifty-five or something. (laughs) We're just gonna give you a thirty-three-year contract. Uh, Yeah, figure it out. It was. Wasn't it a seven-year deal? The guy never coached in the NFL. Seven-year deal. Here you go. My favorite thing about the rule firing was seeing the quote that. I hadn't seen yet the Tepper was talking about the interview process and how they went, he, he got in the room and they went from, um, they went from interview mode to recruiting mode. They were, they were ready to try to convince him to take their job because of the things he was saying. I'm like, dude, 
that ownership group is not going to hire a good coach next. <laughs> like if that's if, if Matt Rule coming in and saying a couple of things because what they the other stuff that came out about Matt Rule was you know he had a, a whole binder about their brand and they're going to be a you know hard playing football team. That's their brand. And like you don't this is not a professional football idea. Like maybe you can convince college kids. I I don't even know how he built two college programs based on the way some of his ideas were because it's like I don't even like twenty year olds see through this. But like professional players are not going to be like, yeah, yeah, I'm excited for my brand to be hard hitting football. This is going to be fun. Like, I, but the owner loved that. Loved that. Well, one of the things talk. that apparently was like, he was like, I've never been given anything. I was a bus boy. And then I was like, I was a bus boy. And I've never been given anything. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah, you've never been given anything. Literal well, blender. I think, I mean, I, I, I think, I think Denny was talking about that. When are these like, owners and stuff going to learn with some of the stuff like look back to the john gruden fucking scientology level contract with the raiders there's just so many ways this shit can go wrong like i play in a keeper contract league and even i know to never give my guys more than a one-year contract like every single time it's an auto one-year contract i'm not locking up anyone for more than that there's too much randomness and bad shit that can happen and yet these guys are like let's give matt rule seven years for 62 million and just hope He's the right man for the job. Like it's they gave him insane. seven years. I mean, that's ridiculous. I don't know if this is. I don't know if I trust Cobra here. I, I believe it's seven true. years. I mean, he's got this, obviously yeah. you, you can't it. hire head coaches to one year deals, right? It's not. It's not a perfect apples to apples. But you don't. Yeah, you did not have was. to give Matt Rule seven years. I can't imagine that he would not take less. Nez's comments hilarious. He came in with a mission statement, and David Tepper's like, "Yep, I love your mission statement." <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I I hear you. Obviously, teams are, but it's also like, what? At least let's put some fucking caveats in the Nathaniel Hackett. Like, um, by the way, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't follow you here, we can get out from this contract in six games. Yeah. Well, what's Maybe his something contract? Like that. <laughs> An Aaron Rodgers clause. If, if you don't get Aaron Rodgers, we didn't really want to hire you anyway. So, <laughs> I mean, that's basically why they let John Elway become GM of the Broncos because they knew he had a shot to recruit Peyton Manning. <laughs> it's like you nailed it, you nailed it. Then they tried it over again with Nathaniel Hackett. It didn't work. God, um, I mean, we got a lot of Dolce sh- shares, so <laughs> I know. what are we gonna do? We, you know what? I, I'm good with it. I, I, <laughs> I just just play your favorite guy in the whole world, and and uh, we can start with. So we're willing to let Sutton. Judy, Armelgo shares Don't all die so Dolce they can, can die live. so yeah. can live. Absolutely. <laughs> it's the meme. It's the meme of the the mom holding the kid, but like no one's even treading water. It's just like eighteen dead skeletons on the bottom of that pool. Dulcich, Dulcich. This is, is this is so painful, and though it's like a legit discussion. <laughs> no, it's Kyle not. Pitts or Dulcich rest this season. Gretch, Gretch looks disgusting. <laughs> No, I, I agree. It's not really that close. Pitts isn't even running all the routes. Dulcich. <laughs> I, I legit think I could make a compelling Dulcich case. I won't I do it. Uh, you, I don't think you could. Could I not? Try. <laughs> he uh, says he's already matched Kyle Pitts's uh, touchdown total in the United States in one game. Oh in the United God. States is your, is your caveat. That's good. <laughs> I mean, Evan says, how do we feel about Gordon? So now we have Hackett coming out and saying that uh, Melvin's going to start in – Week seven after he had essentially benched him for Latavius Murray. Why did that last happen? Week? Does I mean, anyone it just know? Was, he was like legitimately questionable. I was, I, I picked up like backups to potentially start over him in some leagues in case he wasn't active. I have to but assume, both, I mean, Gordon wanted to play and said he was healthy, but yeah. I have to assume the team was like, 
hey, we're rolling well with Latavius Murray. Let's just keep rolling with him. Like that was the. But Hackett was asked after the game if it was injury related, and if you were trying to save face or like make your player look good, you'd say, yeah, he wasn't fully healthy. But like both him and Melvin Gordon said. I think you knew that Melvin would contradict him because Melvin was right. asked after the game. He's like, I was just sitting there waiting for my number to be called and I thought I could help the team, but apparently not. Like, yeah, I think legit. Hackett's yeah. just not very smart, but that, that was my first thought when you said that too, was that he must have thought it would have been a bigger issue if he said yeah. he wasn't healthy and then the player came out and was like, I was. And then, yeah. you know. Yeah. I think so Hackett too. right now is in, I don't need any more controversies mode. Like, I don't need anything. I don't need more problems. I'll just wear it. It's um, so bad. I bet Gordon does actually play a lot next week. Like, I genuinely think, yeah. like, Hackett right now feels like he's going to do whatever he gets criticized for. He's going to go ahead and do it and, and try not to get criticized anymore. A hundred percent. He's, he's uh, the plastic black bag floating in the wind. Like, he's going to go right. wherever he thinks he needs to go to save his <laughs> Can, job. Should consider putting together a coherent offensive game plan. I don't, I don't think he's tried that yet. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Fair. I would say this is like a fairly interesting week on waivers relative to some of these weeks. We still, I mean, running back is just fucking desolate. Like, can you, is anyone getting excited for Kenyon Drake? Nope. I I mean, I'm not getting excited for him, but it certainly cut into JK Dobbins quite a bit uh, in terms of like rest of season stuff. He ran for effectively sure. Drake and I think the whole thesis for Dobbins was like, he'd get the majority of the work. And then just the idea that they would go with Drake as the hot hand, even when Dobbins was presumably very healthy does like, I mean, Drake has had stretches of good play in a role like this. Like he, that's what he did with Arizona. He wasn't actually, he's never been a good receiving back, even though he was supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, no, I've always had this thing. He's not a yeah. good receiver. He's an right. explosion back. He's but a this is like the Cardinals back. offense when he was good. It's like yes. similar to what he did on Sunday. Yes. Like I could see him having a little bit of a stretch. Here. Yeah, I don't know why it's so weird. I, I've always thought when he was with the Raiders, I was like, Josh Jacobs is your receiving back. He makes people miss. <laughs> He like he's shifty, like which we always talk about him not being the receiving back. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, it's so weird. But then the other guy's fast and gives you big plays. Give him the ball, like give him the ball and rushes. He might be able to pop big plays, which is the whole point of running the ball. He might get some explosive runs. And 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 like shotgun read option stuff, like taking the handoffs out of the shotgun, reading the hole from a little further back. I think is probably something that Drake is. I don't know. I haven't looked at stats on that, but probably a little better at. I think he's been better in those types of offenses. Was good with Kyler. I mean, the long touchdown run, like a, a hole this big and just like run through it and just keep running. Like it wasn't like a whole big deal, but Lamar is the threat to run. And all you really need to do is do that. If yeah, <laughs> to be, it's like a Gus Edwards touchdown run straight. You know, the, the thing with Dobbins though, is his knee apparently tightened up. There was yeah. a report his knee tightened up on the but turf. That during the game. I thought, yeah, I, that his knee didn't that handle the turn. Right. Yeah. yeah, so I don't think it really says that much about Dobbins from like a – I mean, but, well, you know, if his knee's tightening up, that's not good. The idea for Dobbins, if he's not going to catch a lot of passes on a Lamar offense, was he needs to basically be what Miles Sanders has become, which is this efficient yeah, yeah, runner, yeah. the lead runner, getting all the work and getting the goal line work, which Sanders yeah. – 11 green zone touches already had 10 all of last year. Like he's like a goal line back now, which is great for people who were in on miles Sanders. That was the Dobbins thesis, this efficient runner getting like 80% of the carries or so. I think the Drake thing is enough of an issue that, cause Dobbins, I think will still be the lead, but is like now probably down to maybe 60% of the carries and Dobbins. That's and, where I'm and, at too. Yeah. 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 
But that but it makes me not that interested in Drake because I'm like right. It's probably his best game of the year unless Dobbins gets hurt. The the only the attractive thing to me for Drake is literally just only a spot start this week because I do think he could be you know like give you an RB two yeah. start, but yeah. then obviously you know Dobbins gets healthy, Edwards coming back, Justice Hill back. Like there's no way he holds on to this, but like I'm looking at some of our teams and lo and behold we could use an RB two in some spots. So that's weird. <laughs> Yeah, who good? Well, do you know what's really weird? That we could also use wide receiver threes and fours in a lot of spots. It's not too. even that weird though. This happens to us every year. We're all like, we're, we draft wide receivers in every round, and then we get to like week six, and we're like, could really use some wide receivers. I would say the biggest rug pull I'm feeling like when I go across our portfolio is seeing like all these Drake London and Garrett Wilson teams. That was like, holy shit, Dude, we fucking such smashed a this, and then it just like the the floor fell out from underneath them. Yeah, and it's not their fault at all. Like, I think I've been diving into um, some first read data, which I think is kind of interesting to look at. Uh, so, like, first read targets per yeah, route. Yeah, we talked about this a bunch. You got your hands on some? Yeah, I got some hand, my hands on some. So, I, I don't have, like, I don't have, like, the, um, what? I can I can look at the first read target. I can't look at, like, you were the first read. Did you get targeted? Yeah. But I can which look at what? you. Yeah, I really want that. Yeah, but but I can look at you were the first read and got targeted. How many times does that happen per route that you ran? Which I think shows you some signal in terms of the team wanting to get them their wide receivers the ball. But it's it's a very positive signal. It's a much more positive signal than I think like a screen pass because it's not a gadgety type of way. It's a legit. We're running our offense. You know, passing. Passing downfield is like the most efficient thing you can do. We're running it, and you're the very first option on this play. So, any that early takeaways from looking at that stuff? I think very positive for both Drake and Garrett Wilson. Um, oh. Let's see. They, let's. Yeah, those teams combined for 32 game. passes this week, which is like a low volume game for one team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, is that true? 32 yes. across the Falcons and Jets? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> so Drake London's been targeted on our first three targets make up 25% of his uh, routes. And that's an elite number. And then Garrett Wilson's at 20%. So 25% is like basically as high as I've seen this year for wow. like full-time, full-time wide receivers. So that's pretty good. Like he's already the clear number one option in terms of the way they're designing their routes and stuff. Um, by the way, Traylon Burks was, was about 18%. So that's why I was like, Oh, oh he was, he was going to happen. He was gonna happen. <laughs> what, where was, uh, where's Elijah Moore by comparison? Let me, uh, let me pull him up. Okay. Yeah. What, cause while you're pulling that up, that was one, you know, someone in the chat asked about, can you drop Elijah Moore? And the thing with some of these guys is like, they're in that, they're nearing that roster clogger territory where you can't start them and you can't drop we, them, and it sucks. We said a couple weeks ago people are going to start getting cut. Guys I've seen on waivers across my leagues this week, Daryl Henderson got cut last week. Wow. And that, that was before the Acres news. But before, okay, yeah. He got cut on Wednesday last week. Allen Robinson got cut. <laughs> people are out on the Rams. He's available in one of my leagues. Seeing Jarvis Landry in a lot of leagues, not that he's like that relevant, but – He's a pretty I think he should like, be on a roster. He should be on a roster, probably. They haven't had a lot of receivers healthy. If he gets healthy before Thomas, like um there are some other some other pretty good ones. We've reached that point of the year where people are like, I'm gonna cut dead weight, but 
we all think of dead weight, dead weight a little bit differently. Probably Elijah Moore is going to become available in some leagues pretty quick. He's at thirteen percent in this first read percentage, and that's not a great number. It's like Chase Claypool's at the same. Um, George Kittle's actually at the same. Juwan Jennings is above that. I'm just kind of looking at guys as I scroll by, but yeah, Juwan Jennings is above that. That's why it pisses me off. It's always those like RPOs, and he's he is the first read. I can think of the plays. It's these. 10 yard slants. Oh my yeah. God, Juwan Jennings. But like, I mean, I mean, the other thing though about Elijah Moore, too, I mean, he was he was getting lapped by Garrett Wilson when even Joe Flacco was was running yeah. things. I just wonder, yeah. like, where is what is the upside scenario for Elijah Moore at this point? I don't know that there is one unless like Corey Davis gets hurt or something. Okay. Like, I could see that. Yeah. But there's not. But I, even that is, I think he needs Garrett to get hurt because the issue with both of them is they're not running enough routes now. Elijah's routes have come down, but Garrett is actually earning volume per route, and Elijah is not as seriously regressed in that category in, in year two. Like, yeah, he kind of needs to not be competing with Garrett Wilson for targets at this point. Not that I, I was also digging into some separation numbers, um, which I also I don't know I, I don't trust those as much, so. I'm, Kind of like, you know, greens. I want to know. But... I want to know pits for that first read thing when you get a chance. But go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, but anyway, Wilson on the separation stuff looked really good. He was another guy yeah. that, yeah. So, which is, I mean, you, have you have you ever watched him? Have you watched? Kind of obvious. <laughs> yeah. Every time in the red zone, he just yeah. Um, have you seen how smooth his hips are? <laughs> Wondell, I, I don't think this is crazy. Those? I don't think this is crazy at all. Ball's no. life dropped Elijah for Wandell. No. Didn't think twice. I don't even think I would have thought twice on that either. I mean, yeah, Wandell's got there. an easier rope. <laughs> and yeah, at this point might be better. Like we, we were very encouraged by Elijah's year one and should have been. And he had a really great prospect profile, but he's been really tough so far this year. And his year one sample, not huge. So now his full sample is only 300 or so routes. We've talked about this on the show before. His whole sample now, like, not that promising so far to start a career. I mean, Wandell could just be a better player long term. It's not crazy. Yeah. And, and he uh, doesn't have to be, is what I would say. He doesn't have to be a better player because that offense is – they've gone extremely run heavy in all three of their Zach Wilson games. It's working. Brees Hall looks like a star. Uh, like, they're yeah. just not – they're not going to want to go back to – like the Flacco style Jets defense or Jets uh, offensive game plan, if they can help it. And like more wasn't very good during that period, you know, cause he's, he's not standing out from Wilson. So, Oh, Kyle Pitts, 20% um, on this first read rate, which is, which is good. That's uh, he's just <laughs> above Jalen Waddle. The next, the next guys down the list, Jalen Waddle, Travis Kelsey, Stefan Diggs, AJ Brown, Tyler Lockett, Cortland Sutton. That's good peripheral stay strong on Kyle Pitts. That's all. Yeah. That's all. I, that's what I tell myself before bed every night. Just I throw the same five times. Throw the ball. Can you bring your family with peripherals? The peripherals that's are strong, a... and then I go to sleep. It, it, it's coming. Mark, Mark Andrews leads all tight ends. By the way, I feel like there's you know we see this and it's yeah. like yeah this all this all makes sense. I feel like I should pay attention to this. What about this? All, all the Moors here in, in fantasy. DJ Moore, are we just waiting for Sam Darnold? He was activated off IR. He's not going to play this week. Maybe we get him next week. Is that what saves this? I mean, I've been saying for three years it can't get worse for DJ Moore, but it can't get worse for DJ Moore. This is the bottom. 
Yeah, <laughs> sure, Field. What was it? PJ Walker had a negative A dot? No, negative they had 19 A-dot. air yards. He had a slightly positive. <laughs> oh, did oh, because then both quarterbacks played. Did Walker he had, had a, a ne- he had a negative A dot, I believe. Oh yeah. my god, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love they totaled 19 air yards. Let's take our in theory points. I like it. Yeah. He's killing it in theory. Uh, wow. do you guys want to take a guess of who leads the late whose first read targets have made up the highest percentage of the routes? I gotta what what the right word for this first read rate? Whatever oh, it is. I, I got uh, a few guesses right off the bat. First read. It, I mean, what, what is the percentage? It's a percentage of what? It's a percentage of first read targets divided by routes run. So it's like targets per route. It's first read targets per route run. That's what it's called. Tyree Kill. I was gonna say Cooper Cup, which is just such low hanging fruit. Don't Tyree don't Kill is is almost right because there's like four guys with twenty five that all round at twenty five percent. But technically, he's like by rounding, he's still wider. He's still fourth. So uh, Cooper Cup's actually further down than I thought he'd be. He's at twenty one percent. So he's like on the top twelve range. I had Diggs on my mind as well, but I don't. Diggs down at twenty percent. Down so at twenty. He's, he's like in the top twenty. Yeah. Oh, this is, is it someone good... surprising? Give us a hint. Well, not I that mean, surprising. It's... It might not be top of mind. It might not be top of mind, but it's someone Lower that... volume offense, maybe? Someone that earns a lot of targets. Someone we see get targeted a lot. Is it DJ Moore? No. Oh, my God. Okay. That would be Deontay, Johnson. Deontay Johnson? No, that's a good guess. Amon uh, Ross St. Brown. Amon Ross St. Brown. Okay, that actually... He's, been, he's been hurt. Yeah. That, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not you you let out a little Adams, bit so. heavy there with the someone who gets targeted a lot. I was like, oh, which one of these you know slot receivers is it? <laughs> I'm excited to play Amon Ross St. Brown this week in DFS. Me too. I think Me too. like that out of sight, out of mind thing is very real for him. Yeah, I've kind of been searching around for a cover boy on the the walkthrough. He might don't blow it. Or push him like you did, like you did Mike Evans last week. Oh, I've been, I've been like on a roll, man. I had Nick Chubb the week before. I was like, I can't. I literally thought, like, should I just name it Ramondre Stevenson and just like, you know, go go with a chalk walkthrough cover boy? I was like, no, no, I'm nailing this. <laughs> I'm going off the beaten path. And then Len Leone and Dink double flag plant Mike Evans, and I was like, oh baby, didn't happen, guys. Yeah, I literally had to at the last minute. I had to pivot off of mike evans in my main lineup because i was like everyone everyone i talked to was on it there was like he was like 25 percent, dude yeah was it, like, was like, right, it was like the worst play of the week i couldn't believe it i could believe it everyone yeah. i talked about hot dog <laughs> yeah um all right let's see any other uh waiver thoughts we're gonna have uh nez and jw come on in a bit talk a little bit about our team here any other any other thoughts this week on waivers i mean can we talk about Dawson some more? Are we done? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, you guys are you guys seem very excited about um Thornton, who I like, but yeah. I think maybe I, I don't have the bug the way you guys do, even though I'm kind of like along for the ride. I'm not pushing back, but um, yeah, tell me I, why mean, you guys are excited. I feel like he's a really good fit schematically. It's a question of how good the Patriots offense will be for passing weapons, which it's been pretty bad over time, but I'm maybe getting a little bit out ahead of myself. I wrote in signals this week that I'm, I'm maybe kind of like willing it to happen because I just want another fun offense in the league. But they did get a little bit more pass heavy this week. All the running backs were out except for Mondre. All the receivers were back. I mean, it kind of makes sense. 
But adding that speed, which they were really excited about all offseason, Thornton's speed, took him in the second round, had a really good camp. Um, and the way that they used him closer to the line of scrimmage, used him kind of like how Miami's been using Tyreek or you know the Debo role, if you will. He had three carries. He had a lot of shorter passes. Um, or, I mean, even Curtis Samuel in Washington, however you want to look at it. But uh, with Devontae Parker sort of as the vertical, you know, big body on the outside, Jacoby Myers, and then Thornton as your three receivers, it's it's a really nice mix. And, and Kendrick Bourne was like completely out of the offense. I think they like what they have in him, and I think you have to be optimistic about how quickly they put him into a pretty solid routes role last week and then elevated it this week, you know, his first couple games of his career, leaning on him already. Heavy usage in the in the red zone. The play before he caught the TD, he got targeted as well. Had the rush TD. Uh, Sean mentioned to me earlier today he had another rush that uh, was close to scoring. That's on, I guess, the discussion for tomorrow, stealing bananas. But um, I missed that one. But a lot of kind of unique usage and, and exciting usage for a guy who's you know, second-round draft capital. I'm excited about it. Super yeah. fast, obviously. Yeah. Um, it's just it, a matter of like, are the Patriots the issue around the entire league? Is there's so many of these offenses that are, I mean, I wrote about this a little bit in Sin Signals, but like it makes sense from an NFL perspective that these teams are trying to be good at everything. They, and, and particularly with the way defenses are playing, the two deep shells, eight dots are down, yards per pass attempt right now lower than any season since 2008. Teams want to be able to run the ball when they're ahead, especially. I feel like games right now, as we're trying to describe why offense is down, are more script dependent. You see like the Falcons get up in part because of a fumble recovery for a TD last week. And then, you know, the Niners came back and tied it, but the Falcons got back ahead on their next drive. And in the second half, they're up 28-14. They run the ball like their whole final three drives. They punt every time, but they shorten the game and they win this. You know, that was their whole idea. That's what the Falcons do a lot of, right? But a lot of teams are doing that. The Patriots are certainly a team that will do that, which might make it tough to trust the rookie receiver at any point. Right. But I am pretty excited about it. It's just that the, think about December Patriots football, like the, in the thing too, like the reason I played Taekwon in DFS was Aguilar was out. And then some people were saying he sucked out because Kendrick Bourne got hurt in that game too. And I, I don't oh, know I how much up. truth, how much truth there is to that. Obviously way less target competition when you take Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne out. But it's also clear that the team has a massive investment in him. They're giving him touches in the in the rushing game. Like, they want to get him involved. Even, what was it, last week? He had a couple red zone targets, too, had a near yeah. touchdown. Like, they want him to be a part of this offense. 38% of his targets have come on screens. So I think that shows you they're, they're really trying to get him the ball. And then the interesting thing is that on his non-screen targets – he has an eight out of 15.2, which is like a pure deep threat eight out. So it's kind of a nice probe. Like if you're hoping for like, how do I hope the Patriots use Tyquan Thornton? It would be rushes, literally screens, that. deep shots. And that's what yeah. they're doing. Yeah, that's great. And I think this is also a dynamic, just that we have so many big buys this week. You know, someone asking Dolchich or Otten for a one week flyer. I mean, with Dolchich, you can have your cake and eat it too. <laughs> he, he's the, he, he's the, the flyer this week, but you also have, season-long upside, whereas Otten, I think, could ultimately get get squeezed from from other guys. I prefer Dulcich, but I think like, if it was just for this week, I mean, you could yeah, talk a guy that Otten. we added on Sunday in a lot of leagues is still available in some. Kyron Williams. 
Mm-hmm. I have had a hard time coming around on that because, like, <clears throat> they were high yeah, on him. They used him a little bit in week one, but they brought back Malcolm Brown. They used him a bunch. He looked like a freaking fullback. Like, he looked bad in that game as backing up Daryl Henderson. We know Akers is probably gone. They're talking about this Ronnie Rivers guy like they really like him. We don't know how healthy and how soon at full health Kyron will be. And there's still some questions about, like, his athleticism overall. And more importantly, athleticism sucks. More importantly, whether he could be a runner, right? Isn't he just like, isn't his ceiling case like theoretic, right? Like an unathletic but good passing back, right, Pat? Wasn't that sort of the, the book on him? Yeah, and he's 194, uh, 5'9, 194. When I watched him and stuff, you know, and take this with like the whole salt container, but he didn't look like a tiny guy. Like he's got, you know, he's got like pretty, he's a pretty thick dude. Like he's, I wouldn't say Riddick is his comparison. It's okay. I don't know. Riddick Maybe super C like, like, I don't know, like Zach Stacy or like one of those dudes from back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Zach Stacy was a bulldog, but yeah, yeah. Pete, you, you've been pretty high on him. I was curious what your thoughts are on him. Well, it's, I'm high on him in that. I don't think there's much competition in this backfield and that's been validated with Cam Akers getting run out of town. However, and I asked this to Leone, I'm like, how broken is this offense? Like the, it might be like a Denver situation too, where like we got excited a little bit about Mike Boone, not to the extent of our opponents, but it's like, it doesn't fucking matter. Right. If the offense is bad and your seating touches to a couple other backs, like even Kyron Williams is the lead back in this offense. Like, yeah, maybe he's startable as a fringe RB two, but what ultimately is that doing for you? I don't know. The The thing with Kyron in terms of the prospect profile, who's <laughs> a good pass catcher, 1.52 yards per route run. That's pretty strong. Not like elite, but but pretty good. And he was pretty elusive as well. And he was able to be elusive on a decent workload. Um, he had a decent – his peak backfield dominated rating was 73%, which is the metric that Philip Lindsay crushed. Uh, that's not anywhere near where Lindsay was, but it's not bad. 64% for his career. So, like, he's he seems like a type of dude you could, like, I don't know, could he be like Alexander Madison, but tinier, you know, something like that. I mean, I just looked him up to see how thick he looked, just real quick Googling. And I mean, the the aesthetic is good. Like, the, hey, God, he's, I got, got he's got the jersey up. You can see the abs. Yeah. He's got the abs to support it. It's a good aesthetic. He looks I mean, like a running back, right? Like I, feel, I was he excited looks like about a running that. back. I feel like looking at these pictures, I I think probably why Sean McVay cut Cam Makers is he knows. Are we doing midriff chasing back. right now? Are we looking at his? Uh... Yeah, we are. I mean, the ass is really the you know he's. He I have looks not seen any ass pics here. Yeah. Is, are we looking at Notre Dame shots? Notre Dame, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I was excited, dude. Like before the combine, I was like, I'm gonna be a really big <laughs> yeah. Kyron Williams guy, and then he's he tested terrible. So okay. I was like. Pick. I mean, and he, he he's got the there's a few more of these picks. It seems like in all of them he's got I'm feet scrolling down. <laughs> feet scrolling down. I can't go any lower. <laughs> he tested though. He tried. <laughs> oh, man. Pull up some highlights. Let's demonetize this thing. Look at this aesthetic right what? here. He's got That's the pretty good aesthetic. Yeah, it really is. I mean, he's a, <laughs> he's a football player. Let's demonetize it. Come on. Get some highlights going. We're, we're trying to get jacked up about Kyron Williams right now. Yeah, let's I do mean, it. we already got him. Right? Oh my god, I just saw the uh, the, what do you call I can never think of it. Thumbnail for the show. Pat with the long hair and Dulce with oh, the yeah. long hair. Fantastic. Pete knows what he's doing. He, he's a, he's pretty good with the thumbnail. Well, I had to bully. We, I was talking with uh, 
Connor and Sam, I always asked for a cover boy for stat chasing. And uh, they said, they said Dolchich. And then I remembered the photo and I was like, no, I got to save that. Yeah, for ours, yeah, I have the photo of Pat with the long hair and the heart and all if that. Stat chasing stole Dolchich thumbnail this week. I mean, guys, what are we doing? Uh, <laughs> we need it for the main show. All right, here we go. Yeah, he's not like, didn't seem tiny, right? No, he does seem slow. He immediately looked over. He's definitely shoulder. slow. Yeah. yeah, he's very slow. He's immediately yeah. like, uh, one of these linemen is going to catch me from behind on the first catch. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely slow. All right, a little. A little burst. But that's the thing. Like, he's the type of, he can like burst. He can get you those like 10, 15 yard runs and stuff. You're, you're always going to catch him from behind. Look at him churning those legs even after contact. Oh, okay. I can that. see the Rams being enamored with this guy. They, they just like randomly like dudes. Like they like, like Van Jefferson, right? Like, for example, guys who aren't NFL players. I feel like I feel like he's just Leonard Fournette, but just like way smaller. Oh wow, that is a great cop. I am getting Leonard Fournette vibes. Doesn't he have a little Fournette? Way smaller Leonard Fournette. He's just tiny Leonard Fournette. <laughs> Which is you know like the whole point of Leonard Fournette is that he's big. <laughs> that was nice. Yeah, you know how like Leonard Fournette's whole skill set is based on running over people. This is like a small baby, baby, baby Dusty Z. So good. <laughs> baby Dusty. I mean, it should probably be Dusty Baby Zeke, but for some reason, Baby Dusty Zeke is so good. He could be slow Michael Carter as well. Yeah. Uh, James, James White wishes he could run like that between the tackles. There's no way. But yeah, he's he's good enough as a receiver. Like he was efficient enough as a receiver that I feel like. He can be fine as long as the coaching staff believes in him. You know what I mean? I don't think you have to be that athletic to. Yeah. I mean, what? Here, the, the real question is like, where do you think Darrell Henderson is at with like the coaching staff right now? Like, is he literally they, they just do a body not like to them? Him. Yeah. They they trust him in pass protection and to handle dump off passes, and they don't want anything to do with him as their lead back. Why? I don't know, but that's been the case since they drafted him. They like immediately hated him. I just think they're worried he gets hurt too much. Well, maybe that maybe that's part of it. Maybe they're like, but you know, the weird thing about that is that they have ramped up their other running backs into like big roles. Like they had Sony Michelle handling like all the snaps to close last year. So they they seem to like and Acres in the playoffs uh, two years ago was like a total workhorse. Like McVeigh's kind of had a thing for a, like a true lead running back, except he just doesn't have that thing for for Daryl Henderson. Yeah, he did for a stretch last year, but then for a stretch Henderson last year, yeah. Then Henderson and got it, hurt, and then Michelle took the role over, and he never got it back. It also just feels anecdotally like anytime Henderson's had his chance to lead this backfield, like he's never had the blow up game. Like he's never had the explosive play. He's never like really flashed in a way of like this guy's earned more touches. Right. Yeah, he's always like fine, fine, completely fine. Yeah. But in the same way, fucking Malcolm Brown, what was it, two years ago, stepped in week one and had two touchdowns. Yeah. Like, it's just like, okay, you did that. Yeah. Daryl uh, Henderson's better than Malcolm Brown. No, he's uh, better than Malcolm Brown. I just need to throw that out there. But you're not wrong. The rest of your point was good. <laughs> the midriff comp is Zeke. Zeke famously Zeke's showed up to the draft yeah. with the midriff, likes yeah. that aesthetic uh, for the Cowboys. That's the comp. What if, what if he's a heavier Philip Lindsay? What about that? 
Although Lindsay's actually fast. Yeah, Lindsay's a lot faster than that dude. I'd get yeah, excited but he put if he said a heavier Dion Jackson. Dion Jackson. Dion Jackson. We're already making Dion Jackson comps. <laughs> well, as someone who took a couple stabs <laughs> at Philip Lindsay in Galaxy oh, Brain yeah, yeah. last round redacted, I kind of wish that I got the fucking Dion Jackson monster game there instead. Directionally accurate with that play. <laughs> you were, you were the directionally accurate. <laughs> um, all right, we're going to have Dez in uh, JW. Feel free to hop on here. Otherwise, I will accidentally reveal some bids tiny a bit Dylan. too early. AJ <laughs> Dillon, but just... Oh, tiny AJ Dillon. That's a good one. He's like, it, again, I lo- he's a big, gigantic man who's not. <laughs> That's the whole game. I think I think people are like uh, they just they're like saying when uh, Chinese people say all white people look alike or whatever everyone just says all running backs look alike like this is just blanket <laughs> you're just literally saying every name of a running back we could think of and that's what Kyron Williams looks like but maybe I, I he's like a the modifiers to, I like the modifiers of how we have to get there to pass yeah. point about the giant backs I was thinking while watching that 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 quote i've said before about michael turner from one of my college buddies where he used to always say i'm not as fast as you think i am because it's like juke move was like <laughs> yeah, yeah, stop yeah. and let guys over pursue and then keep going <laughs> yeah, that's so good i was thinking that while watching kyron williams so i'm not as fast yeah. as you think i am because not that. what it, okay here's a comp josh jacobs but once he retires <laughs> i don't even dude, get it dude J- josh jacobs man i mean it's that he's too slow to be Josh Jacobs now. <laughs> Josh Jacobs, the stars are aligning for Josh Jacobs this week, man. Oh, it's, he's getting—he's gonna be like forty percent chalk in DFS. Texans get gashed on the ground. He's—he's he's a great play. I mean, he's what an insanely good I mean, There's play. no pushback. No, he is. We've, I mean, there's no more pushback left on uh, him. At least we'll always have that Canton Hall of Fame game where he played, and we thought he was done. Hey, at least we'll always have us drafting him when Leone told us we jumped the shark. <laughs> Yeah, we should check in on that team. <laughs> Jacobs might have saved it. Uh, what's up, JW? Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, you know, we're just coping about Josh Jacobs right now. You know? That's how it goes. <laughs> That's how it goes. Uh, Nez, welcome to the stream. Hey, guys. Thanks. Glad to be back. It feels feels right. How are we feeling? Look at you. You're we're coming talking about Josh meet... Jacobs. Yeah, Josh Jacobs, so we feel like shit. Oh, uh, how can you feel like shit when talking about Josh I Jacobs, man? I my wife to see if she'd bring me another beer. Finally talking hey. about a good player in the league. I mean, wow. Wow. If you guys want to feel like shit, we could talk about our team and Najee Harris right now. <laughs> four and two, baby. Four Hold and two. Up. Hold up. Yeah, that's that's right, JW. Talk our shit. That's Let's go. We got Hold up. Eckler. No, that's why we had to go this week. This is this is our thread the needle moment. Uh, oh, oh just wait. Into irrelevancy. <laughs> so this team's four and two. I cannot scroll up where I could, and I could reveal our bids, but I'm going to try not to do that. Uh for the audio listeners, it's uh, Justin Herber, Eckler, uh, Redacted, Tyler Boyd, Jacoby Myers, George Kittle, Mike Williams, Garrett Wilson. We got Kenny Pickett here because Nez is a big Steelers homer. Pierre Strong, you know, Benjamin, <laughs> DJ Dallas, Jarek McKinnon, Ty Montgomery, because, I don't know, Dr- Gresh got drunk and added him to the big group last week. <laughs> Devonta Smith, Elijah Moore, Khalil Shakur, Traylon Burks, and Tyler Bass. That's the squad, guys. How are we feeling? Oh, man. How, how can you not feel good about this? <laughs> it's a pretty good spot. No, like low key, like I, I love, I really like how this team aged. I'm not gonna lie, um, mm-hmm. I feel, I feel good about it. I mean, obviously the Najee pick just fucking sucks, right? I mean, there's yeah, nothing. Speaking of, that, <laughs> speaking of uh, players who look like they're 80, how is that team for it? watch your mouth, Stephen. 
Uh, well, look at the player card I just popped up, and that'll yeah, answer it, your question. It's also <laughs> worth noting. Maybe learn about Austin Eckler. <laughs> <laughs> he had a one in a million. I think it's noteworthy because I, I have not seen this happen often, but we got a win off of a two one-hundredth of a point tie to get into the top half of the all-play week. We had a oh, sweat wow. going Monday night football with the Chargers stack. And the last pass to Mike Williams got us bumped up to tie for sixth place. And I didn't even know what happens. Turns out they give both teams the win. So seven teams got to win this week. I didn't even um, know we had an all play until like the week before. I'm like, what the hell is this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's all a fun wrinkle. Week, so that's, that's big. Yeah. No, it's fun to like forget about it every year. And then you get to be surprised again. Like, oh, that's all play. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, well it, it didn't happen year. before, right? It's, it's only the second year, right? Second year, yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at the draft for this team. Don't this, don't this do is that. the receivers we took because we started running oh, back. Running let's back. do it. Let's look <laughs> at it. All right. I, I look back at our draft and like even if we took like a different running back, like I don't know like who we would this have room was taken so it. Cause, cause we shouldn't have taken a running back. <laughs> that's that's it, we, this when did we ever go so running back long. running back? I mean, if we took Tyreek here, I know Mike Williams, Elijah Moore, Devonta Smith, Traylon Burks, Garrett Wilson, Tyler Boyd, Jalen Tolbert, KJ Hamler, Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers, the best pick out of all of them. Jacoby Myers is fire. I don't JW for that. He 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 was really adamant about uh all these all these streamers that talk about how you need to take receivers early. Just take Jacoby Myers, draft <laughs> Austin Eckler in the first round. <laughs> We caught some flack for that pick so, too. People were like, "You're you're fawning over your wide receiver eight. Well, look at us now. He's our wide receiver one, baby. This is an <laughs> argument for taking a lot of receivers because we do still have here. You know, we can go Mike Williams, Devonta Smith, Garrett Wilson. Hopefully, starts to hit and Jacoby. But like Tolbert's gone, Hamler's gone, Boyd is you know fine. The Burks Traylon's hurt. Elijah Moore. Mm. We're just talking about cutting him five minutes ago. Uh, <laughs> Like not in this league probably, but people in chat were like, "Yeah, I'm cutting him tonight. I don't even yeah, care." Yeah, we we can't. Unfortunately, why, why, did we invite, why did we invite these guys on to review this team? I now I can't remember <laughs> why. <laughs> it's the barbell running back strategy, man. That's what everybody's going to be talking about. Like, why why do it any other way? Well, I do. You, ask you guys are missing that. the whole narrative, though. Still, this is all building up to being the lowest owned Najee team <laughs> in the playoffs thank you when thank we you. The, the issue when with that jw is that we won't be starting Najee during the playoffs it doesn't really matter how how high owned he is but think of the think of the differentiation equity there thank you exactly, exactly. We're the only team that has him when he scored zero points you so got to get yeah, unique plenty on your of tyreek teams come on that's that's boring well let me ask because i don't want to start Najee this week can we start you know benjamin I'm hoping. Yeah. I'm well. If, if James Connor is active, out, I'm, I'd be totally down. We yeah. we have to play Benjamin no matter what. If if Connor's out, and then 100%. the conversation is is Najee versus Najee Garrett Wilson, flex honestly. over like Garrett Wilson or something. <laughs> yeah. Najee versus Garrett, and and that's, and that's a that's legit real. conversation that we're having. Like that that's is a combo. That's real, and Eileen Garrett. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for God's sake! I, I will say. Uh, Jamison mentioning, you know, ne never take a tight end after Andrews. It's obviously been very rough with George Kittle, but getting 10 targets last week and seeing how they were using him in like the screen game and actually manufacturing touches for him, uh, it was very encouraging. Clears 20 points in FFPC scoring. Yeah, that he was almost major. had a touchdown. Mm -hmm. The announcer yeah, said his eruption him. week's coming for sure. The guy that I was had the Chargers stack hit either, which is kind of crazy because the whole point of this was. Eckler's like 
going to be on record setting pace for receptions and it's not even positively correlating with Herbert blowing up yet because that offense is being so weird right now. But I'm hoping that, keep... that I'm hoping that it's injury related with with Herbert. Like I hope that these like Partially, woes yeah. that we're seeing are like his his ribs, but uh, otherwise yeah, it's it's, it's weird. Brandon Staley kind of pissing me off a little bit. Their line sucks. Their offensive line sucks. Yeah. They mm-hmm. they lost Deshaun Slater, which fucked him up 2 weeks ago and then the rest of their line did, did horrible against the Broncos. So I think they no... miss Keenan Allen too. I mean, Josh Palmer's awful. For sure. Like they yeah. need they need another target in here. Mm-hmm. And he might not even play him this week too. Is the thing like with the, I think they have the bye next week, so it, it, it wouldn't surprise me if they didn't even but play like, Keenan this week. When but... you have Herbert Eckler Williams in your first six picks and Keenan Allen goes down, like you, you don't want to pump... be saying they miss Keenan Allen after <laughs> another six weeks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of want that to be smashing. Those that should be guys. the smash trio now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like it'll well, probably Eckler has smashed, you know. It's right, just that yeah, he's a running back and that's not an efficient way to run your offense. And Mike yeah. Williams just the up and down shit is just like really annoying, but that's that's what you get with him. That 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 we knew what we signed up for, but we had but to I think this this team is a really good illustration of the whole concept of chasing a legendary running back season, right? And you flirt with the devil every time you do it. You fucking nail it with Austin Eckler, like truly on pace for a legendary season. And then you go back in and you say, can we beat two of these legendary seasons with Najee? And you get slapped on your head. Uh, but just go show how oh, hard it ever. is to hit these. I mean, look at this entire second round. I mean, yeah, Henry's it feels in hindsight like we should have known with Najee. But the reality is you look at all those other names. That, that's what I was just going to say is that's why we picked Najee is on the clock there. I think Pat mentioned Tyreek and of course, hindsight's twenty twenty. But realistically, Tyreek was not going that high. And we and JW and I had made a stand too that we didn't want Debo in the second. Like it right. was our it was our decision that we didn't want that. So that's what led us to Najee, where Debo probably would have been the pick otherwise if we had. If we if that. we had done this draft, in we desperately wanted Kyle Pitts. Right. Yeah. Najee's only mildly worse. <laughs> if we did this draft like mm-hmm. in in early September, I think we would have taken AJ Brown because we at that point had gotten comfortable with just yeah. taking AJ Brown. Yeah. When we knew he wasn't coming back, so. That's, I mean, yeah, that's the team fun. would be more fun, but I don't know. I mean, at this look, point, Brown would sometimes come back to you in the third. We got him at like three right. eleven on one. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what was nuts with this room is even still in hindsight. Like I'm looking at the Elijah Moore pick. And I'm like, oh man, what if we had gotten? And then I'm looking. It's like Thomas Mooney, uh, Dude, Steve, right? You know, like everyone was already gone. Rashad Bateman yeah. went in the early fourth. Like this room was nuts, and we well, had no at, idea to expect. Look that. at round three. We we were sweating DJ Moore falling to us. Mike Williams was our consolation. That's a good yeah, point. Yeah, we wanted we to smash more instantly. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That that was an absolute gift. This was, I think, I don't know, maybe like your these lobbies get sharper as like because like th- this was like one of the first ones you guys did. I think this, so. I this don't know was if the sharpest of the up. whole season. I yeah. I I don't know. I mean, Pete, Pat, Ben, I'd be curious if you guys felt like you ran into a harder one, but this was like the first or second one, and then. Nez and I were tilting behind the scenes every further draft with the people that would no, fall this was in a the tilting second and one. third round. Yeah, yeah. this was. I, mean, this we, was, I remember how tilted we were about yeah. this. And, and we didn't do ourselves any favors. The five of and, us after we got off stream, like talking about it, not on stream anymore, and just kind of all being pretty depressed. Like so like, much cope. It was a lot of cope. We're like, yeah. actually, this is this this could work. This yeah, could work. Yeah, like, <laughs> well, and if you want to know how competitive this draft in this league was, so Shelly is in first place right now with a five and one Which, record. 
you guys wanted hole. digs, and we were pissed at Shelly for taking digs. Is that true? Yeah. We would have had yes. digs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we would have been all, all over him. Yeah. Yep. And and literally, Shelly uh, is in first place because he has Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs. Like literally, yeah. that's the only reason. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Javante, D- London, Gibson, Gage, all all busts. Yeah. If we take digs, you guys wanted Swift too. I remember Swift and Pitts both went before us. Is that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, we, we yeah. original Diggs thought Eckler, was or Eckler goes before. I don't know. I'm trying. Yeah, to we, our whole thing was we on. thought for sure Diggs would make it to us, and then as our consolation, maybe Travis Kelsey falls. We, just no world Eckler falls that far in a FFPC room, especially. And so we were like, it's Diggs or Kelsey, and then in the second round, it's either Pitts, Barkley, or Swift. And yeah, because yeah. back then Barkley was still a second rounder in almost every draft. Exactly. Yeah. This was one of the first. Yeah. Times oh my god! Before. Look at team twelve. Wait. Connor, J.K. Dobbins, Cam Akers, Elijah Mitchell, Rashad Penny. He does have Kareem Hunt in there. He's got Kareem Hunt as the oh sole surviving gosh. running back. I think this is like team. God. There needs to be like a dare presentation for dead zone running backs at a school where you running. peel out the TV and you show this this draft right here. <laughs> Honestly, started Devonte Adams, Mark Andrews it was actually going to be a pretty good team. I, That's I actually remember real time in there. the draft us being like, oh man, 12 holes sharp. We got to watch out for them. And then <laughs> yeah, they fudged the shit out of yeah. it. They're not even in last place. Well, no, uh, Andrew. Andrew's, Andrews and Adam, is like the most important <laughs> player in fantasy football. Yeah, yeah. You said that this way. And you're absolutely right. I mean, it, it, the advance rates for Andrews is going to be absolutely nuts. It it, it does I, again go to show when you look at, okay, that team's not in last place. The Diggs Allen team, us with Eckler. It like, we we worry about like hitting like all these picks. It's like you hit two in a massive way, and you're really cooking. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. It I really know, is that thin. I don't know if people would be able to guess. Team two is actually in last place here, and like those first three picks, pretty nice. Yeah. <laughs> but losing Maybe Trey Lance, we'll, we'll Lance do that, and 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 Patterson, but. I mean, not not. I a guess just choke. nothing. He didn't really hit on much else. Else, everything else was yeah. absolute. Just and Fournette yeah. got off to a slow start. Dalton Fournette Schultz the last has been, weeks been huge. Great. I mean, injury caused, but huge problem. He's probably been in the lineup a couple times, but then not actually played a whole right. lot. Right, right. Yeah, McCaffrey's been more of like a isn't killing you guy than paying off his ADP guy. Uh, that's yeah. serious. Seriously, though, unironically, if we can Cinderella story our way into the playoffs, what is Najee's advance rate going to be? It's going to be so freaking low. It has to be crazy right? low, like insane, crazy low, because most people were taking him over Andrews and Devontae. Like, we at least did get a little bit of a discount. A little, <laughs> we got a little not a discount. huge discount. Yeah. Our, our models <laughs> could not possibly account for Najee falling there. We it was not even in the realm of possibilities for us. It's absolutely, uh, w- what you're saying is absolutely like a, a, a huge positive to potentially get a low owned, you know, early round pick into the, the, to the big show. Not this the particular guy, is, but in general. Yeah. Literally any other guy is who I would like. There's yeah. gonna be Kyle Pitts teams that get in, and I think you're actually in a pretty good shape because he could be the he could be a top scoring a total for, separator. Yeah, does yeah, have a separate. ceiling if they throw. What the fuck is Najee Harris? We're gonna be arguing to bench him, even though he's low owned. Like unironically, he stinks. He's bad at football. We'll always have him running those sprints up that hill after practice, though. We will always have Whoever that. gets us there, you know, Benjamin or Jarek McKinnon, is who we're going to be wanting to start the playoffs. Honestly, what if what if Najee can be like, like, what if the Steelers 
Pickett comes back. He looks good. They're they're willing to pass and like, could he be like kind of a Joe Mixony type where he's like now he's starting to score right. touchdowns because yeah, he's, he's getting discount he's... Damian Pierce. Like, let's be real. Oh man, Nez, you got to give the the upside case as the pick guy. What's Come Pickett going to do? I can't. I can't. They're going to throw me off the stream if I say anything positive about this team. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have no, Nazi. No, we, this, this, is, this is a very this is a pro Pickett. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know, yeah. I know. Gretch has got my back on Pickett. Like Pickett looks like looks like he's willing to take some more shots. Yeah. Um, no, no, I totally, I totally agree with the Joe Mixon comp. Like Joe Mixon, like is so inefficient. Najee could not be less efficient, <laughs> um, but he's getting those looks like close to the close to the end zone. We just need Pickett to get him there, and we are. And he's honestly a touchdown or bust guy until proven otherwise. But if Pickett is you know playing well, then that obviously that bodes well for us. But the problem, well, this the is, reason I said discount Damian Pierce is the offensive strength. Like I, I, the Steelers could be better, but they're not going to be the Bengals in terms of how many like goal line rushes Mixon's got. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, for sure not. Pierce. Yeah. But the other thing too, like it does, like all jokes aside about Najee at the playoffs and stuff, their schedule, picket coming on, like everything lines up for them. Like when you get into the playoff, I mean, you got yeah. Bengals, then Colts, <laughs> then Falcons, Ravens secondary has been awful, Panthers, Raiders, and then Ravens again. Like they're stretched that they finish could be hot. Like they're in the brutal part of it right now, but it, it gets better. Don't let Najee get What are the there. three playoff games? <laughs> uh, Ravens, Raiders, Panthers. Isn't week 14 a playoff week? Like, okay. not like Panthers not like and Panthers, Raiders but... are both so can, nice. Can Come you on. guys imagine if he actually got hot and had a huge playoff run? I mean, first of all, it'd be really cool for this team, right? But then also people will draft him in the second round. Again that's right? That's exactly what We know better. Yes. We know better. Yeah. Fuck that. so oh, that's a win-win. Yeah. Because we need Najee to be a playoff league winner and alter the conversation next year, which is trending extremely wide receiver heavy. We need to dine and dash our second round running back. Get the one million and then run the fuck out. Run the fuck away. Dude, never drafting that guy again. <laughs> Most I think people Najee. buy jerseys. Nope. Not buying a Najee Harris jersey. <laughs> Najee might be a second round pick, even if he just keeps doing this. That's how, that's how thirsty the running back market no. might be next year. There's just like so many guys are aging out. You're gonna be able to talk yourself back in. Look, uh, look, he's a third year back. <laughs> They're gonna lean on him. I'll say this: right we saw right Josh right Jacobs now. take the leap. That's if right. we get yeah, if right. we get into the playoffs with Najee and he has one twenty point game. In the playoff stretch, I'll buy his jersey and I'll wear it. I'm just Jason. Wow. Clip it. Okay. Clip it. <laughs> wow. Clip it. There you go. Let's go. I w- it, would be, it would make me happy enough that we were in and Najee had a 20 point game. I'll buy his damn jersey. I'm a Steelers fan. I don't even want his goddamn jersey. Wait, so who got Burks there? It wasn't us, I guess. No, so this let's let's go through him. So Nez, uh, Nez just sent me ours. So we got Taekwon Thornton here for 123, and we're seeing a crazy spread on Taekwon Thornton bid Sec- second one here was 17 in this one he goes for 134 we lost out I believe our bid was the 92 on him in this one so we there's a Thornton dropping Ronald Jones bid and it wasn't us that seems incredibly <laughs> on brand for us no because we keep Ronald Jones <laughs> no well we throw him back this week um some I mean we're bidding we're out here bidding 87 dollars on Harrison Butker in this economy Oh my God, uh, we lost Kaseki. Th- this is an interesting conversation. I wonder, like, what like the uh, the audience thinks here. Like, Kaseki was dropped in here, and like, I thought that that was like a pretty rare drop. Um, I know that Tua wasn't targeting him early, and now he's coming back. But I mean, we lost out on on, on Gesicki, but uh, 
I, I think I originally had 100, so we still would have lost on that. But I, I am curious if, like, if anybody is, like, thinking that, like, if Gisicki was dropped in your league, like, what are we – like, what are y'all throwing on him? Like, that I'm – ju- I'm just like – I saw him cut in a ton of my leagues. And I wasn't oh, really? that enthused about going nuts about him. Yeah. I, I think when you look at his preseason ADP, it feels like a rare drop. When you look at the usage – and the usage has trended up. The routes have trended up. But just overall in the way that they're using – I mean, the way that the offense is, like, functioning, right, is, like, so through Tyreek and Waddle. I mean, he's he's a useful tight end to have, but I guess I don't see him hitting any of what the preseason excitement was based on what we've seen through six weeks. And Durham Smythe has been out, so he's yeah. practicing again. Um, so he's so like, back. Is the, is the argument there that he's going to, like, take snaps for run blocking? Because, like, yeah. are we worried about – okay, okay. I'm like, because are we well, worried like, – no, like, what, what is the – The argument is, is, for me, is his routes per drop back when Smythe was in were a lot we're lower. Bad. And they've, they've spiked – so, like, that that rate, routes per drop back, all six games so far, 44%, 61, still not good. 32, 59, 67, 75. Finally got to 75. You're starting to get into a usable range just this week. Yep. Rest of the year so far, it's been this range of like 40 to 60% of the dropbacks he's running around on. I just think the thesis of what Gesicki is, he's a good football player, but like what why we were drafting him was that he's going to be a tight end that's running at least like 70% or 80% of the routes yeah. every week. And Andy's a good football player, but he's that's still fair. kind of the third guy in his passing game. It's tougher if you're not really getting used that much. At the same time, Miami looks like one of the most fun teams. I mean, we can't really overstate how kind of – Fuck, they've been over the last three weeks. All three games, they've lost the guy that game planned to start at QB in the <laughs> Crazy, first half. Man. Yeah, three it's so games. weird. Yeah, it's bizarre. So, like, they, we were super excited about them for the first three weeks, but now it's been, like, kind of, I think, muddled a little bit, but there's probably still a pretty fun team. Like, I, I can see the excitement for Gasicki, but I'm just like, I don't, I don't feel like the preseason thesis still exists. Yeah, I'm okay with losing him if we didn't bid 123. Like, that's fine. Or whatever he went for. Yeah, and, and get to the Smythe stuff, he was out there in week three. He ran around on 45% of dropbacks. So week four, 38%. Week five, he was down to like 14%, but I think that's when he hurt his hamstring and then he missed last week. Look at the spread on these Drake bids. Here's one in our stat chasing, went for 250. Next, 137. Uh, Willis pulling a Buckeye Boomers with this screenshot. Kenyon Drake goes for 427 here. And then check Jeez. this out. In our Buckeye Boomers League, we get him. Where am I? I'm all over the map here. Where's our shit? God damn it. <laughs> Too many that's, of these. That's a well time snort. Uh, here we go. Uh, no, fuck. Where is this one? We got him in Buckeye Boomers. Here we go. Kenyon Drake. We got him for 77. No other bids. Traylon Burks, 376. Holy fuck. So how, like, how is Kenyon God Drake going for 450 in competitive bids? And then in another league, everyone's just like, nah, wild. What a spread. Yeah, I don't understand. That's, I don't that's the microcosm of this season, man. When you're talking about the guys that are getting cut. Like, it's kind of a choose-your-own-adventure right now. Like, everybody – I mean, so Sean and I did a couple of shows today, and one of the big things that he mentioned to me that I think was really sharp was – all the points are coming from the top picks. Like when you go look back at all the positions right now, it's the first couple rounds. You can kind of call a lot of guys, like everything we just said about Kasiki, like there's positives and negatives from like round five on. It feels like that's true of a lot of dudes. Like 
I am. I don't know. I just feel like every. No, it was weird. That's true. Who's because like Amon Ross St. Brown is the guy from the middle rounds. That's like holy shit. Did you have him? He's gonna be. He's gonna be massive hit. But like Waddle, Jacoby was really is really good. But like we need to see more. But like he. But like he's he's looking really solid. Yeah, who's from like the later rounds? Because it 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 was like maybe not even the later, but just like Curtis Samuel is one of them. I would say. There's been some decent running backs, Miles Sanders, Josh. I mean, Taylor, I mean, there's not many of them true. is the thing. So like, we're really, we're really, it's like dire straits there. Garrett so, Wilson looked like he was going to be an absolute smash. Now, oh, now I guess the other way I would put that is it's not just the players; it's also the teams because there's a lot of teams. I wrote about this in Signals a little bit this week, but there's a lot of teams where like we've seen a lot of excitement in their passing game at times, and then almost none. This past week, we had three teams fewer than a hundred air yards. There's only been four all year, and like all of those teams had also had games already where their air yards were way up at like 300, 400. Like it's like the, the jets who obviously had a different quarterback, but uh, Washington, I don't know if they were under a hundred, but they were very low and they've had some really high games. Philadelphia was really low. They've had some really high games. We're seeing like total Jekyll and Hyde's across the NFL for like the team perspective too. So like, I don't know, just as far as what you think of Kenny and Drake probably relates to what you think of. I mean, probably everyone's pretty excited about the Ravens, but it's, I, I don't know. 2020, there's a lot that hasn't happened yet, I feel like, in terms of like well, figuring out what these teams even are or what these yeah. players are or how they fit onto these rosters. It's been a weird year for six for six weeks. I was going to say three three late wide receivers, Amari Cooper, one. Christian Kirk, and Tyler Lockett have been big hits. Lockett. What fake Lockett is the back on the Kirk, offense, though? Too. I think yeah. Kirk's fallen off a lot over the last couple of weeks. Right. Where would you take those guys in a like a resurrection draft? Right, dude. The resurrection drafts were awful. Like it was really hard because you're like, holy crap, everybody is like everybody sucks after round three. It's like <laughs> it was really hard to make a bull case for like a lot of these guys, especially late. Like early on, like you could get like Brees Hall like falling pretty late, which was like really exciting. I got a couple of late shares of him, but like otherwise, dude, th- those drafts were hard. <laughs> what about Amari and Lockett and Kirk specifically? Like, what, do you know where they were going? Off pretty the high. Like they Pretty were, high. They, yeah, yeah. Like it, recency bias was like running. Were you taking him high? Was... Would anyone want to take them high? That's sort of. I, I, I would like take Lockett, especially in best ball. Like that. Yeah. That offense, mm-hmm. like you said, just league wide. If if that's going to continue, I mean, Lockett's going to continue to have good spike weeks. I think. Yeah. But Amari, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you're going to have Watson back at the end. Like, right. I mean, he's got a massive role in the offense. Yeah. They're more competent than we thought they'd be without him. So. Um. Olave, someone put yeah, Steven put in the chat Olave. That that mm-hmm. that's a yeah. big one. Olave probably gonna be the guy. Like, I don't include we all love George Pickens. I mean, he hasn't he hasn't done no, it yet. I'm talking about guys who have like smashed for you so far. Yeah. Amari's a guy you can start every week with with pretty good confidence. Ramondre has been nice. I mean, Ramondre is definitely someone we're happy to have. Mm-hmm. I, I I hope so much of Olave's success isn't due to like the just like opportunity with all the injuries happening to the Saints. So I think he's like actually like a, leg- a legitimately good player. Like I, I like him just as much as Wilson. He just like, they just look starkly different like on film. Um, but it is interesting once like if, if MT ever comes back for the Saints, like what, what that will do to Alave. Hopefully, hopefully not much, but he's definitely making the most of his opportunities. It's, it's tough for me. Like I wasn't a big Alave guy at all. Um, I don't think like, like he's got an 18.4 ADOT. And he's getting targeted on 27% of his routes. Like, 
A massive amount. Yeah, yeah. That is really De- Devonta good Smith is that's a another really one that went low that I think. I had no idea Zay. I knew Zaydot was high, but that's super freaking high. Well, he <laughs> had that high. one game where he had three hundred something air yards by himself. I was just talking yeah. about how like some yeah. teams didn't even hit hundred or one fifty. <laughs> he had like a forty-eight on him, like thirteen targets. It was like an absurd fucking. But Dalton's Dalton's chucking to him downfield like everyone's yeah. like this is how I win I I hit Olave right. downfield I mean, no, that's he's a, that's he's a, a clear really hit. he's a clear he's a clear hit yeah so this is I For think sure. this is the last resurrection draft I did snuck it in before lock and you can see here all the players we're talking about Amari Lockett and Olave all fifth round picks in this wow. Christian Kirk went in the fourth round here yeah not into that Brees Hall in the second holy shit. I mean, I get it because it's too oh, low. Or yeah. no, no, it's just like it's just crazy. It's just the way I that think he, it's too low. It's no, too I guess low. Just like his playoff schedule, too, man. No, just That's... the way that it flew up. Like I've seen his price, like like the highest I've saw, I, I saw it was like in the fourth. Where did Najee go? Oh, dude, he oh, goes God. late, S- fifth round, oh, end of the fifth, it. right next to Pete. End of the fifth, too yeah. early. <laughs> oh my! Seriously, God. too early. We're starting to Benjamin over. Yeah. Wait, where's Damian Pierce? Oh, ETN should have right. gone Damian ahead does of Najee go ahead. for sure. Damian Pierce and Josh Jacobs both go ahead of Najee. Well, and it goes to show again how much even these drafts were influenced by like just the week before, like getting Jamar Chase and AJ Brown here, you know, oh, just yeah. like a string of like two down games. Yeah. And then whereas if it was like if you had done this, what the resurrection mm-hmm. drafts right after that first game, like AJ Brown was probably going what, like one five, one six in those? The three QBs in the first round, I did not understand. I mean, that was that's how ADP. That's settled. how it was going though. ADP settled in, and it yeah. was just all the top four went in the top twenty picks. But I got to be honest, I think we're going to see that next year. No, well, we might see something like that, but they've already put such a gap between the rest of the QBs. This is a draft for rest of season. So what this is saying is nothing to do with them having a thirty point gap already or whatever. They're going to do thirty point gap again. And these three guys are going to finish 60 points clear of the rest of the field. Is that, it's not a good bet. That's not that's a bet not. that I want to make. If it carries Over Justin Jefferson? Great, no, thank you. Josh Allen is awesome. The thing, what I think is going to happen is I do think there's going to be that tipping point in drafts next year, too, where people are so grossed out by the running backs that they're going to say, fuck it, I'll take Josh Allen. Fuck it, I'll take Jalen Hurts. Well, that yeah, said, Josh Allen's a second-round pick next year. I, I agree. I yeah, he's going to be a first-round pick. He'll be a second-round pick for sure. Yep. And I do think eventually throughout the summer, like Mahomes and Herbert will like push down like a little bit. Um, yeah. Well, once Allen goes there, it's going to, I mean, the next guy's not going to last past like the fourth. Like it's going to start to. The only way this works is if you have Josh Allen, like the Josh Allen pick of these is the most defensible in some ways. They're like the Mahomes pick in a second. Like, right. yeah, definitely not that. Are you get you? Allen can go for like 40 points back to back weeks, you know, like. He can win. He can actually win you this thing like a third overall pick has to. That uh, just absolutely insane. Kyle Pitts and Taysom. And like if you would have told us that, like in August, our, your your head would have, like your eyes would have rolled out of your skull. I, I, I think it would have been all right. I would have had a lot more free time in August because I would have stopped rapping <laughs> right then. I'm singing like, well, the uh, wedding singer. Somebody kill well, me, please. Song in my head as I read that. Oh, <laughs> how the fuck did we get here? Yeah. <laughs> It's it's one like some of these are crazy, right? Like if anything, you don't get Clyde Edwards Hilaire's like touchdowns that he's already scored. And if anything, you should be more bearish on him than when the season started. 
and yet he's going two yeah, rounds. Yeah, he's like an 11th, 12th round yeah, pick. That's right? like, how, how does he go there. in the fifth? He should that's be sliding. Nuts. Yeah, there these these were exploitable. Well, at least he has Melvin Gordon. <laughs> oh, look like some donkey took Cam Akers in the 12th. How did that happen? Um, Jesus. <laughs> Whatever I I, I recovered that's, that's by taking Skyboard that he gets kicked off the team before he plays. <laughs> hey, you got Taekwon, dude. It's all right. We we made up with it with yes. Taekwon Thornton there. Yeah, um, they, yeah. Talk to me in the thought process of taking a part time time tight end Noah Fan over. Yeah, uh, you guys are so yeah, you guys are so bearish on Noah Fan. We finally see positive indicators on a guy we like and one of the best offenses in football heading into the best he was game just saying, of the week. You took him- you took him one pick ahead of Dulcich. You took him one pick ahead of Dulcich, oh. man. What are you doing? Well, it's because I had Gito Smith, brother. Ever heard about correlation? <laughs> <laughs> There's this really good YouTube video you should watch. It talks about uh, week 17. Uh, it's, it's fantastic. I'll link it to you. Right. Thank you. Um, yeah, that, so like to circle back to our FFPC team, the one thing that we're going to need to do is we're going to have to keep getting W's because we're behind in the in the points column. Uh, yeah, our luck, oh, our luck is absurd. Yeah, <laughs> we're it's like insane. the third lowest scoring team, but we were forward to. Like, we suck, did suck one <laughs> uh, football guys, ironically, out of the eight hole as well, and it is smashing all the picks that we wanted, like Andrews, Diggs, Lamar, and we are two and four. With 956 points. It's like the inverse <laughs> luck. But we're protected because we're like far and away the most points for. We're going to get a playoff right. spot. And it's just like unreal. We are like 200 points ahead with two wow. and four. And this team is four and two somehow. It's it, it is. It is we a good note. We have more than 600 points against. We're, uh, we're, we're averaging sub 100 against us in a two-flex <laughs> tight end premium league. That's that crazy. Insane. Go! It's that you Najee might get, you get, like, have like one of those against you. Yeah. <laughs> well, one one thing that I think is a legit strategy note for us on that is we should really be taking kicker and defense um, pretty seriously going forward because those weekly wins are so important. Uh, I'm hearing it, my echo here from Somebody one of your guys' speakers. Uh but because that's so important, like I think you start to get to justified, maybe play a peak peak ahead defense, you know, start looking ahead just because like we're not getting there on point. So we have to figure out how to win each week on a weekly level. Yeah, 100 yeah, percent. I like that we have the Patriots, though. I mean, like their Patriots defense is great. really, really trending up, which I feel really good about. Um and uh, who who we we got a decent kicker this week, I think. So we well, yeah, we need to go kicker grinding. I, I thought we didn't have a kicker right now, actually. Uh, we didn't, no. but we got one. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I don't yeah, even know I who put the f- that's, a, that's a made-up name. This is the guy filling you in. You know I have a kicker. Hopkins, I guess. <laughs> okay, it, can you click on it that? Like, look at the picture. That's definitely a made-up picture. Too. Like, that's, that's a made-up that's a creative no, picture. Bro, his name is Bear Toilet. Like, is that Denny Carter's it? hair and like <laughs> just like a stock beard? What? What? what is, this what guy was a week ago. He was a gondolier in Venice, and now he's in the league, <laughs> and he's our kicker. I swear to God, Paulson could do a bit where he just put a fake player up at the top six of his kicker rankings, and would get me to add him on like eighteen. <laughs> he yeah. He's like, watch this. I've gotten Pete to add three made up players. <laughs> Amazing. That's an incredible I mean, stream against uh, against the Seahawks. I love that. I actually, I actually am like very excited about this guy now. 
exactly. Look at this. He drilled all three of his field goal attempts and three extra point tries uh, in a victory over Cleveland Browns. He was that was the week earlier before this week. Last. Hopkins kicked last week, and we saw it on Monday night. He was all hurt, but he made all the kicks. So Hopkins is probably definitely out now again next week. They said a few why, weeks. Why aren't his points in there from last week? Because well, I assume I that game was from that last was year. Ninth. That was 10 days ago. Hopkins kicked in week six. No, Bertolet. Mm-hmm. No, Bert, right. the, the little blurb said he made his field goals, but he has zero points well, on the end. Oh, he must have been in the Canadian the Football pool? League or some shit because I don't know where he was <laughs> kicking was... those. Did you pick up the wrong Taylor Bertolet? <laughs> <laughs> no way. There's only one. There's only one, and he's our starting kicker. Why are his points in there? That's crazy. October 9th? You know what we're going to do? Was you that guys last know what year? Gonna... Is that blurb from last year? It must year? be last year, man. Oh, no. This doesn't look good. We're getting error messages when I click oh, this guy. No, he, he doesn't exist, dude. Yeah. We, were, we weren't supposed to find out about this. I love so there's there's a there's a glitch in the uh, in the dates on these, right? Because this is from oh, last man. year, dude. You guys, just to trust guy's the process career. on this. No, no, hey, he kicked in week five in Cleveland. He should have points okay. there. Okay, all right. I'm looking at him Pro Football Reference. He got three extra points, three field goals. <laughs> None of them oh, were yeah. even the 30 yards long. They were 28, 25, and 27 yard field goal. They were shorter than extra points. That's all right. That's our kicker. <laughs> Guys, can you imagine being a staff writer for a team blog that had to write an article called Another Week, Another Seahawks Opponent Playing with a Backup Kicker? Someone had to fucking write this article. <laughs> Mookie, Mookie Alexander had to write this article. Mookie. Mookie, give him a follow. We praise you. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, when he gets this assignment from the editor, he's like, are you seriously fucking kidding me? I need to write this. They have editors that are signing up as stickers. He's like, I just need a tight 400. about another backup kicker? Tight 400. (laughs) You may I not mean, think what? that this is a meaningful storyline. Was the start of one of the paragraphs there? <laughs> was it the start of the third <laughs> yes, paragraph? Yeah. You may not think this is a meaningful storyline. Well, you're right about that. <laughs> we still don't, Mookie. We still don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brandon Staley is one of the more aggressive coaches in the league when it comes to going for it on fourth down, but with a backup kicker whose three career attempts were all chip shots, don't be surprised if that further impacts his decision-making like we saw. It's with kind of selling me. I don't know. I, Maybe they won't I'm kick so... it. You know what? Kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I will say, you want to talk about I got I got engagement farm because this is SEO number one when you t- search for this dust ball right here. So congratulations. They got my click. You got farmed. I got farmed. Somebody needs to update his wiki because he's that this uh, mythical Cleveland game is not on it. There's a lot of entries on this thing, man. It's just him getting signed and cut repeatedly. I'm, got, I'm, uh, rooting, I'm rooting for Bertolet, man. He's got That's birthday good. equity. I think he's playing on his birthday. Oh, let's, his, uh, birthday chasing. What? Let's go. I don't know. I, Pete clicked away, but I thought I saw October 24th. Born October 24th. <laughs> oh, my shit. God. Is that a birthday <laughs> narrative here? Oh my God. Holy shit. 30. Wow. It's a big one. Say the big 3 0, dude. They're going to win three to nothing. (laughs) Or he's going to kick 30 field goals. Or he gets 30 fantasy points. Yeah. Dare I say, (laughs) get paid, get Berto laid. I mean, some people are saying it. 
<laughs> I like it, man. I don't know where we go from there, guys. This is how you really get to don't. five and two. <laughs> this, is, this is how you win low scoring games. You get the right kicker. That's right. I God, can't I can't it. wait He's... to build shank one and get benched mid game. On his 30th birthday, Bertolay's blown it. They're like, Joshua Palmer's actually been serving as the backup kicker. <laughs> and he's going to come in to kick this 17 yarder. They're showing him like, like Melvin Gordon on the side. Palmer's the only charger we don't there. have. Wait, time out. We have Herbert, Eckler, and Williams. We don't want field goals from this team what are we doing it's the highest scoring game of the week they're going to score 70 points Bertolet is going to drill three yeah, nine extra good, points trust five the touchdown passes five field goals <laughs> Ten that'll work all right this has been a lovely time let's get those w's guys uh nez tell us tell the people what's going on with badge bros these days yeah, sure. So we got uh, got a lot of got a lot of streams going on over there. If you haven't followed us, uh, go ahead and check us out or subscribed. Uh, Badge Bros YouTube channel. Uh, it's me, uh, John Warner, Roto Run, uh, Numi, uh, Numi Two, Shane. Uh, we are just streaming uh, just a ton of battle royale content over there for underdogs. So uh, got a promo code coming. Big news. Big news. To be, yeah, for for any for any new people out there, if you haven't registered Ooh. on Underdog. We'll give you the promo, but, uh, but yeah, but yeah, that, that's been a lot of fun. Having a lot of guests on there. I know we've had uh crane on there. Uh, Pete, you, you've come on there. So yeah, it's a good time. So just, uh, just check us out. If you haven't uh, checked out those battle Royale contests, uh, they are easier than you might expect. They, they're, they're, they're pretty fun. So uh, yeah, just, just also, chopping it up over there all week. Speaking of that public service announcement, uh, definitely do at least one battle Royale this week. Underdog is going to have a hundred X, pick them boost next week for anyone who enters at least one battle royale. So literally only $5 uh, and they're fun. Uh, but to get that hundred X boost next week will be pretty sweet. Um, JW what's going on with you, buddy? Nothing crazy. You know, just going to go back on that kicker grind, find you know, our next job <laughs> next week and <laughs> try and keep there winning. You go. You're <laughs> not going to park this week, but yeah. <laughs> a guy on his birthday. I mean, uh, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Say less. Got to just line uh, up that schedule. Gretch, anything going on in your world? Uh, very fun podcast. You and uh, Sean, I was listening to it today, talking about all the reasons why scoring is down across the league. Yeah, we record two. We, we usually do two on Wednesdays, record two, release the first, the other one will come out tomorrow that has more of that. Um, good episodes, fun episodes, I thought. But yeah, no, stealing stealing signals, stealing bananas, stealing lines, all the, all the usual stuff. Um, I... I Dalton also broke. ordered twenty four dollars worth of Taco Bell tonight, and I wanted oh, to, I wanted wow. to emphasize that after uh, Twitter That's hard. hammered that guy for for saying that he ordered twenty six dollars. Important night in my life, I ordered twenty four dollars worth of Taco Bell for myself. <laughs> I hadn't eaten all day. It was a busy day. It sounds fun. I'm kind of you. jealous. You deserve this. It was great. It was great. Treat yourself. <laughs> I just want to say, though, the Dalton Coach of the Year bet that he put out it broke my heart. It broke my heart, Gretch. Who was it again? Arthur Smith. Oh yeah, God. I mean, I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to bring this guy along, young guy. I'm trying to, I'm trying to mentor him. I'm trying to teach him a thing or two. He's a smart kid. He's got a lot to learn. We're, 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 we're gonna go back to the film room this week. 
Do you know what's also so funny? So it's in your your announcement channel. You guys get all of the uh, the futures bets, the props, and you know people react to it with emojis, flame emojis, and you know the other posts all have emoji reactions. Not a single emoji reaction to the Arthur Smith <laughs> one. And it might be the longest thing he's written. I just looked it up. Like it's just so long trying to explain it. It wasn't a terrible uh, explanation because he's super long odds. He's still like forty to one. Like that can't win. You have to be like the one seed to win coach of the year. Dalton says to play it to 3,000. <laughs> <laughs> 30 to one. Yeah. Um, Pat, what are you about uh, ready to ship the walkthrough this week? I mean, I'm not ready to ship the walkthrough. Uh, that, I'm about <clears throat> 24 hours would be conservative until I ship the walkthrough, but, <laughs> but yeah, working on it. I'm, I'm deep in the weeds. Uh, got some good, got some good new stuff. I've always like the thing with the walkthrough is that, if I'm ahead of schedule, then I go find some new stats that are fun, and then I get behind schedule again. So I did that this week. I got some new fun stuff, first read data, that type of thing. Uh, and you can check out uh preview show on Rotor World Football Show. Uh, we'll be out tomorrow, and then I'll be on uh, Fantasy Football Happy Hour again on Friday, talking through some of the, the games that, that should be fantasy rich and fantasy poor from the walkthrough. Nice. Yeah, don't don't put a Monroe St. Brown as the cover boy. Let's let's leave that as our I think secret, I'm going to. All right? I'm, I'm uh, do probably doing that. Uh, also be sure to check out stat chasing as usual. That goes live, uh, for YouTube members on Tuesdays at 7 PM. They stream that if you guys want to hang in the chat and then we post it uh, later that night and Wednesday morning. So be sure to check that out. They continue to get rave reviews, doing a great job going through all the data, have the charts that they post in the discord as well. If you'd like to mull over those a bit more, I'm trying to think what I got going on. Uh, we're having Liam on Lulz tomorrow, so if you guys want to see uh, see Liam, our friend, uh, our best ball mania, defending champ, chop it up on Lulz, talk about his boxing matches he's been getting into on Twitter, all that good stuff. We'll be doing that tomorrow. <laughs> Appreciate you guys. Enjoy your week. Get those Ws.